something about that like that like accent of, of just what it naturally like somebody from North Jersey you might think they're ruder than they actually are it's how they talk and when you know them they're actually probably very like shot whereas there was something about the assertiveness of that persona and that whatever you want to call it that I don't have which I'm not I'm never going to express myself clearly probably because of like an like an anxiety or Carl definitely allowed me to tap into that to review in progress a podcast about creativity um we have a real this is our first episode and we have a really good conversation to start it off with my good friend carl callen we had a really good talk and some of the things that we talked about is getting started in comedy uh the creation of the character that is carl callen and using carl as a conduit for creativity being able to focus it through that lens to to be very creative i really hope you guys enjoy it but yeah thank you so much for checking out this first episode of the podcast um this is uh review in progress it is a podcast uh focused on creativity the creative process and the creative journey i what i'm going to do is i, I what i really want is through my journey which i will try to do my best to Shortly, you know, in a, in a compact manner document, along with uh, guest interviews, be able to help people see what creativity is all about. If you've never done it, or you're in the middle of it, and you want some new sort of perspective on something, I'm hoping that this podcast can be helpful. So that's what I really hope. That's, that's what I want is for you, the listener, who's like, hey, I want to be creative, and I don't know how, or I don't know how to do it, that this can be helpful. So... Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, this is our episode one. Uh, this is actually the second time I've recorded this intro because my first one was like a half hour long and kind of rambling. So I want to keep it down to a more concise five minutes. Um, or this is the 15th. Who knows? <laughs> I could be lying, but <laughs> I, um, I want to make sure that, uh, this, that, that I'm not taking you too long before you get to the actual meat of the podcast. Uh, so, since this is the first episode, my name is Kyle Colorado. I am a comedian based out of New Jersey. A little bit about my story. I started at 29 and a half years old, six months before I turned 30. And I have, I feel like up until recently, I've just been like starting my journey. And now I'm taking those next steps into the second part of my journey where I feel like I'm really understanding the craft that I've chosen. There's a couple reasons for that. I, I was, um, my biggest thing, I, I would think I was afraid that I had to be good and original as quickly as I can. And I was so focused on the originality part because I thought I would understand how to be good that it took me a really long time to be good. And some people would say I'm still not quite as good as, but I'm starting to feel confident, which I think is the only thing that matters. And, uh, comedy is a very, interesting art form because it is talking but it's also writing and it's based in english but it's under different rules and if you've never if you've never done stand-up or have never seen just i would if you're just interested just watch a couple of videos on youtube on how to write and you can understand that it's not just saying things funny or bringing up funny topics it's really just structuring it and understanding 
what's fu- I don't want to get too deep into it, but I would say it is tough. Um, so another part of this podcast, I don't want to pivot too fast, is that um, is that just documenting where I currently at in my journey, and so I. I I have a couple of things that I want to talk about since the first time that I recorded this intro. So my August was a bit rough. This is recorded in September of 2020 in the middle of a global pandemic. And so outdoor comedy has been a thing. And one of the things that I have done recently is I went to an open mic a couple of weeks ago on a Friday at this place called Rock and Joe's in Union uh, in Union Township, Union, not Union City, so Union Township, there's a train station there, and there's this coffee place. And they've been doing these outdoor, really big open mics, and it's uh, a, a mixed mic, which means it's just a bunch of different types of, you know, performance art, you know, music, poetry, um, and comedy. I'm, and, and I can't think of anything else besides those three, but... I guess spoken word, if you're doing more prose, but regardless, it does attract a more, um, I would say, more diverse, more diverse audience than audiences I normally get. I'm, I'm a very, I, my name is Kyle Colorado. I'm a very white human being. Most of my audiences have been white, but I was pleased that night to bring that to a different, and I think. It did well. I, I, it's, I, I might want to take it a couple more times before I think that I'm like, oh, I have crossover appeal. Because my, I mean, my biggest thing is in, in a creative, I want to make people happy and I don't want to make just a certain subset of people happy, but I want to make everyone happy. And that was, and I think I did, I think I did all right that night, which was really good. Cause like I said before, my August was a little tough. It started off with me getting pink eye. I don't know how. I didn't get COVID, but I somehow ended up getting pink eye. And then directly after I got over it, my wife then got it. And that pretty much really time sucked our our whole August. So that was a bit of a creative low point in that in in my recent history. Uh so to have a little win like that is nice. Yeah, I have a, I have a bunch more, but I I'm going to be recording a second intro and I don't want to give everything away so I think I'll keep that for the next one but the lesson that I learned for that is that it is important to be culturally accessible as opposed instead of just for for everyone as opposed to just your particular group and yeah I don't know that sounds like a brag in that sense uh but it just I guess it makes me happy that I have some sort of uh cultural accessibility between different cultures that it's not just like, Oh, it's only makes sense because I have these particular, this particular point of view that only plays. I'm hoping that's what I hope for is that it's just, I'm expressing myself in a way that isn't inaccessible to someone who might not have my exact same experience. Yeah. I think that, that that's exactly what I wanted to say. So yeah, we have Carl as our first guest. His real name is Mike. I, I, and you'll hear me have that kind of hard, um, it's hard to kind of parse the two because I met him as Carl and I like referred to him as Carl, but his real name is Mike. And we went, we actually recorded down 
at his family's bakery, Red Rose Bakery in Tom's River, New Jersey, which, by the way, is spectacular. <laughs> he sent me home with a bag of cookies, which I couldn't eat all of because it, they were too good. Um, and we we recorded after a sh- you know whole shift of working for him. I came in after hours. We went to this upstairs office where he is kind. Of, that's kind of his little his little creative corner. I'm going to call it right now. Yeah, we ha- and we just really get into it. Uh, what I really wanted to do for this, I walked in with a certain, um, I guess, agenda was that because he has a stage name, uh, which is actually a character name. And I had changed my name because my name isn't really Kyle Colorado. I was born Kyle Groom. There's a comedian named Kyle Grooms, and that is too close. Um, he's also from the same state. I actually live in the town over where he currently uh, uh, was, where he actually was born. I currently live in the town where he was born. So to avoid confusion, I'm doing my best. I decided to take my wife's last name. So I was trying to use that as a jumping off point. But what really happened was we went into the whole psychology behind it. And it's a really interesting episode. And what I'm going to do for you, we we we, um, we discuss in a little bit is that he re- recorded an album called uh, OM, which stands for Open Mic. He actually recorded all of these jokes at an open mic or m- many open mics, you're going to hear the difference in audio-, audio quality and the kind of sound of the room. And so to kind of give you context to what Carl is, because uh, that character is very loud and kind of big and brass, it, as I'm going to play you a track, a fir- uh, couple, just a little bit from his first track, um, and you can see where it's his, his, it's a very absurdist humor, and... Yeah, so I really hope you enjoy it. Also, real quick, because I did not do this on my first try, on my first pass for this intro. If you like this podcast, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, it it helps from what I'm told. I don't know. I am going to be learning a lot about podcasting. Um, so if you can do that, share this with someone if you think that this might be helpful, or if you just find it entertaining, that would be great. But here is the first track. Part of the first track from the album OM uh, by Carl Callen, followed by a really wonderful interview that I had with my good friend Carl. Thanks. Enjoy. We were talking about late-term abortion at dinner once, right? <laughs> <laughs> my uncle Kip's eating his chicken cacciatore, you know, because I used to take a couple pieces out early because so he's like eating it right off the bone, my uncle Kip. <laughs> We're talking about late-term abortion, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Uncle Kip's eating it, because he was like three, four years into, you know, really heavy dementia. Uncle Kip's eating his chicken, right? We're talking about late-term abortion. Out of nowhere, Uncle Kip speaks. He goes, if my girl ever even considered getting a late-term abortion, you know what I'd do? He said, Uncle Kip, what? He said, I'd kill her and that unborn baby. <laughs> Sometimes I say people are too distracted by their phones, but somebody was telling me the other day that their, their, their fucking cousin died tragically of tuberculosis. And I think I'm fucking, I think I'm the one, you know, I'm going, oh, you fucking people pay attention to your phones, you don't pay attention to people, you're sickos, you know? This person's going, oh, he died tragically of TB, I heard his last breaths, and 
And I said, yeah, those fucking Crunchwrap Supremes fucking killed me, too. <laughs> I ate a chihuahua from Bubba Goose. I took a shit the size of a St. Bernard. That's fucking weird. Thank you guys so much, man. Like, that was, like, my first, like, that was my first summer doing open mics. Oh, oh yeah, that's right, because you started later. Yeah, because I started, and then I didn't. I started in the spring of 2018, and then didn't do it until, like, November. Oh, so when you showed up at the Brighton, that wasn't, like, day one or two. That was, like, a couple. Because you came in, if I remember correctly, you came in the, uh, you know, the, the, the winter, fall Man, area. November, yeah. Yeah, so you were. Like, um. I did, uh, yeah, my first time ever was March of 2018. And I only did like, I, uh, April 20th, I performed, May 24th, and then didn't perform again until doing like a fucking cafe in like Tom's River, in downtown Tom's River. Yeah, I'm assuming Rev? I did the, that was my originals. Okay. The early ones. And then that September, it was the Enigma. The Cafe Enigma downtown. Where is that? It's uh, downtown Tom's River. Chris Rockwell is like, oh, he's one okay. of, it was one of his at the time. Got it, got it, got it. It was like from like six to nine on like a Tuesday or something. Now, were you going up as Carl at that time? <laughs> no. No. I had actually, no, when I, the one time I performed, no, I had just, I had only been like Doug Trench. It had only, that was like the only end Interesting. Um, when I performed that day, I performed as Algernon, and then I referred to my Uncle Doug and told some of his jokes, because he was like the original. Wow. I, that's like, well, because I met you as Carl. Yeah. Like, so. I had like a, I had a, I had a, uh, like a weird of like how it all came about of like, I, because I hear a lot that like when people start stand up, they just like, they don't, they just, but like. I had like this weird little like rogue like fugue period where I didn't like, you know what I mean? Like I didn't like immediately like every, you know what I mean? Like a few nights or like it didn't happen until I was like consistent yeah. until you met me yeah. as Carl. Carl was, and that's why I, I don't like every once in a while. Yeah. Like I'll do like a podcast and then the person sees me and they're like, so-and-so said your name's not even Carl. And I'm like, because I don't, I'm not doing Carl on a podcast to like, some kind of inside joke or trying to like, yeah. it's just, he is, is the standup. Yeah. Yeah. In, in my right. head, he's the standup comedian. He is the one who paid his dues at Brighton bar and can talk about, cause me, it, it is like, it's not like a, I'm not like one of the, like, you know, like any kind of like pretentious, I talk about Carl as if he's not me, but it, it is, feels like that. There's like a detachment. So he's like, would be the better one just to talk about straight up. Just yeah. when somebody's like, "Oh, you like know you from Brighton? Yeah. Let's do a podcast and talk about stand up." Yeah, yeah, Carl, yeah. Is, it, Carl, Carl was Carl's there. The guy. Like, Carl was there, and yeah. and I was just kind of quietly. In you know, I don't talk much. Like I don't like talk much that's, myself. That's like, funny. All. Yeah, no. Um, so I I don't know if you've no, I've been recording for the past couple. So I just want to introduce. So this is I met him as Carl, uh, but your name is Mike. Yes, and that's. Probably that that's the, the the thing I want to start off with. Uh, it's a it's a naming yourself. So I, I really want to know what's the story of Carl, man. Like how did you how did you get to Carl? Well, I did stand up. I did stand up a little bit as myself. Where'd you start? 
right across the street from here, Rev Lounge was the first time I ever did stand. I think I signed up as myself, like my 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 own name or whatever. Your and, Christian um, name? <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then after that, that was like in March, and a friend of mine like tagged me in like a oh this place Anchors Bend in Asbury, which I don't know anyway. I don't go anywhere, so I didn't know. But it was like April twentieth was like the next whatever open mic and so in between march whatever it was i was gonna do that same cafe on the 13th it was like a friday the 13th show but we got there and they said that like a band took a long time to set up and there was no room on the thing because like at the time to me that was like all right my, my my friends from softball are coming to see me at anchors bend on the 20th yeah so i'm gonna like you know practice on the it's not like every night because I don't know where anything is, so yeah. I'm just like yeah, go yeah. with the flow or whatever. I mean, yeah, there, it's if you don't know where comedy is in New Jersey, it's hard to find. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where once you know, you know everything because everyone talks to each other. But before then, you're like, where where does comedy happen? Yeah, you like cross a threshold and then you're just flooded with it. Yeah, it was like one. It was like one Facebook friend I was like from because once I started doing stand up a lot, I, I didn't use my real name and yeah. my name on facebook wasn't even my real name mm. my name on facebook was like algernon or something at yeah, the time probably I, I got to know everybody there was a discussion between me and the other comedians before we really got to know you like what is this person's deal <laughs> he goes up as carl i think his name is mike but on facebook he's algernon like wh or we were really given some french i don't even remember exactly how he tried to pronounce it but yeah yeah i mean that's like a whole like I, it, like, it eventually became, I guess, connected to the whole, like, stand-up and Carl thing of, like, Algernon being somebody. But that's, like, that's, like, some, like, connected to, like, other ideas. Like, Algernon, I guess, was, like, really, like, the first fake name thing, like, a few years before that. Like, it wasn't, like, performing or anything, but I had, like, really bad writer's block for, like, a long time. And um, Were you thinking about doing stand-up for a while, and were you writing? Or you just had writer's block, uh, something that's separate. From no, this. I never, I never, I don't think I ever really conceived of. Like I did probably, like okay. I probably would, like occasionally, like there'd be like daydream and shit. I was like that, like obsessive, like when I was younger, like a lot of just like sitting there and thinking. But it was, it was never like it would only be like occasional. I never like imagined myself of doing anything like, I guess like in front of the camera. You would like I never thought yeah. I would be like an actor or a whatever. I just wanted to like write things like that was the, but like, but I think in a way, I guess I've like, I've always been like writing jokes in some, some form or another. Like, yeah. Like I was like my levels of like social anxiety, like as a kid and like a, and like a teenager are so high that like, I wish it could sound like interesting and almost like sociopathic that like <laughs> social life was like, they were a test audience. Yeah. Like my whole existence was just to be perceived as like funny. Interesting. Like, yeah. like, can I, I, I can can I have the most people write I'm funny in my yearbook? Because I really was like, I was I was so far away from actually like talking to a girl or like really having close friends. I was like a weird, like passable, but I, I was very much like to myself. I was mostly just like get home and like I just like to read and stuff. That's interesting because I I feel very uh my eighth grade I was. Uh, voted to be the next person to like the next the next Jim Carrey in my eighth grade yearbook. So the, I get that being very and I was not a ladies man by any stretch of the imagination. So that's very that's I, I, I don't know just there's a connection that we're building that we already <laughs> building on top of what we already have. So yeah, so how did uh so you started writing 
you had this fake name, Algeron, and that's what you've been writing under. You were, I saw, especially from like memories, you had like, you're like maybe some memes you were making. I saw on Facebook. Yeah, I became obsessed with memes for a while. Uh, but they were was, they were your own memes. They weren't like that's the one thing I don't like about memes is now being a creative is it's very copy paste and just throwing your own subject in there. But yours were very like esoteric in that sense where it wasn't you were talking about things that no one was was talking about on memes. I'm assuming it wasn't getting the most shares because it wasn't as easily. Oh yeah, I mean, some of those just like some like every once in a while, like if I'm drunk or stoned, I'll look back at my Facebook and to just look at either zero reactions or Kelsey Volk likes this, <laughs> like, like literally no people like just thought I was out of my mind because I basically had like 300 Facebook friends, like 50 family and yeah. like 250 like people you've met high in your school life. or like yeah. you know grammar school and shit like. But yeah, I was obsessed with like memes and stuff because I realized like I had been doing it my whole life. It was like our we love to do it. Like our fucking, I went to a, a Catholic school. I, it's all right if I curse. Yeah, totally. We, uh, I put explicit when I oh, okay. when I made this. I was like, I'm definitely going to curse. And I know <laughs> people I'm going to put on are going to curse. So we're fine. But I went to a Catholic school and, and like this one class, it was like you had to take like Christian lifestyles or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess like that kind of like you get fake married like that class. Oh, wow. That is like you have a like a girl that you just do like a little like report on. Like as if you were married or something. Okay. But, um. We had this, like, we had that class, we had this, like, funny, like, textbook that, like, just had, like, funny pictures, because it would be, like, there'd be, like, a section on, like, don't hit your wife, and there would just be, you know what I mean? <laughs> Which there'd, is a good section to have, yeah, honestly. Yeah, like, the battered child section. Some of the pictures were, like, just very, like, they were funny, dramatiz like, whatever the word is, dramatization yeah. of whatever the topic was, like, in the, like, life lesson and morality of whatever they were teaching us. So, like, we would write our own captions under it, just, like, fucking around, which is essentially, like, what a meme is, just changing the context yeah. of, like, the, like, the, the, um, like, the, there's a section about, like, depression and mental health, so there's, like, a picture of, like, a teenager looking very, like, like, he's, like, just baffled, <laughs> distraught. like, distraught, and I think the caption was, like, something, like, it was just something, like, he was thinking about how to spell something, it was just, like, you know what <laughs> I mean, like, turning that, like, dra dramatic, like, tortured expression into just he's an idiot yeah like you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, 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 like it yeah. was just like um honestly I, I wasn't sure i was like is this was he really in the textbook like what, what how do i spell whatever word no but you're saying what you did was you added your own yeah like yeah. so we would just do that and then it was like years later when i realized that like i got on i didn't get on facebook until like 2013 oh you were a late adopter yeah and i didn't have a a f uh, whatever you call it smartphone until at least a couple years later. Okay. So f early Facebook was just like, I finally did it on like my old, like thousand degree laptop. <laughs> like I went on Facebook finally and like yeah. talked to, a f like, you know what I mean? Saw people, and not saw people, but just like, you know, whatever yeah. they call it. But I didn't have a phone that like, where I could like go on it all the time. So then I started to realize like how prevalent memes were. Yeah. And part of me, like you want to feel like, I didn't feel like I didn't have any desire to be like old and wizened or like, what is this? This is what people like. I was like, I kind of like this shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is exactly what I've always like yeah. liked. It's what they've been doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, fucking yeah. SNL, the fucking weekend update. It's all basically like, here's a subject, rip on it real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It and was like 
so I was then got obsessed with memes like you were saying, like 2016, 2017. I just lost my mind. I, I figured out how to get an app for like Photoshop and 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 I was like, oh my God, I can like put my head on different bodies and shit like that. And I think I was just so bad with technology. You use the word esoteric. It might just come off that way because I was just terrible at fucking <laughs> cut and paste. And it looks like it was some kind of like artistic choice. Well, I was but, talking. <laughs> no, I know. Just, I know. Yeah, like, but like, yeah, just like some people like called me out for being weird and stuff. Like in like, I was in a battle rap group where like, you know, you all troll and fuck with each other. And um, like me putting my own face into me people were like fucking weirdo you know and and like I, that was interesting to me because like what you said that what bot like what you don't like about memes it gets to be too like copy and pay like yeah. i like the idea like well it's me yeah so therefore it's which is like yeah. why is that weirder i don't know yeah like no, taking I, another person's picture and fucking with it is is less weird than right. at least being able to take the liberty with yourself exactly like, i don't know yeah no it's it was always and it's always and it was always the topics you chose weren't, you know, from what I saw from the ones that I've seen that get posted from like, uh, uh on this day with the, the ones that you repost. It's just always like, oh man, he was, you were really just like thinking outside the box in terms of, uh, you know, at least the subject matter. And I would say that the stuff that Carl does is, uh, not always a hundred percent what is top of mind for a lot of comedians. Yeah, I guess <laughs> so. I don't know. Yeah. Like, um, or if it's not top of mind, it, it's coming at it from a totally different angle than most, you know, comedian. Like if you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to put anyone down, especially in the beginning of a journey where this is most of the, I, I would see most of the comedy in my life. It's just, you know, sometimes you just take angles that I don't expect, or Carl takes angles. And I think like the whole do and Carl thing is pretty much like if that's the case, it's because it's because of like doing him like like i said earlier like in other words like there was so much tied into like how i was my whole life socially and mentally emotionally whatever you want to call it that like it was almost like at 28 29 however old i was it was almost like i i was so compelled to like go up yeah. in front of people but also no desire for myself necessarily like it, it wasn't like about you wanted like it, it was. I would almost rather it be thought to be somebody else. Yeah, you much so you much rather take yourself out of the equation, but you still get the experience of going up. Yeah, like and and it never was like a total separation. It's yeah. like I, I um, it like definitely I feel like doing Carl helped me a little bit, like streamline some like learning in the process of because yeah. I, I got to like learn a little bit. One, I think he like freed up a little part of me because I'm not. I'm not loud and I'm not confrontational. Like anybody who knows, I'm the most passive, like, you know, pacifist. I'm not, a, I'm not a, uh, the last thing I want to do is, is have an argument or even be like noticed or even be like, I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, so like, it's, yeah, a, it's, it's 100. like, it's like a, that like freed me up a little bit where I realized at one point, well, my third time doing stand up at Anchor's Bend, it was my first time, my friend Kevin and the first time Kelsey was going to see me. And it was like one of those anchors bends that like goes down the tubes where like it really like, you know, yeah. the crowd, it's like it really the falls crowd apart. And the fact just, that the sound doesn't work perfectly in that room, it's tough. It's a tough room sometimes. Yeah, it was one of those, it was one of those nights. And I, I kind of, uh, I guess I didn't respond too well to the, like <laughs> my first time being faced with, like my first two times, like at the cafe. And then it was at anchors bend where I did all right in uh, April or whatever. 
you know, it was good. It was all right. Like, you know, the crowds were, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, they were decent crowds and they yeah. paid attention. So there was no, I had no, I got a fair fucking, you know, crowd was fucking like, you know, so I, you know, I did all right. I don't, you know, I don't think I fucking like was incredible or anything, but like, I felt like I, I got like a good solid fair. Like I was able to tell jokes and I got some reaction and this was just like, like right from when I got up there, like I had never experienced the like, like they're not even looking. Yeah. Like I looked out and I yeah. just saw like a, and my, I was, you know, you're, I'm like, I'm nervous. So I try to like tell a joke or two. And then I just stopped it. Like I went into like a weird, like, and I just looked almost like the fucking in the Sopranos where Tony's looking around and realizing that like everybody's fake laughing at his joke, except one guy. Mm -hmm. And that's the guy he realizes he has to take care of like that kind of thing. Yeah. I just looked around like and in slow motion. Just, I just saw like profiles and like my, my two friends, Kevin and Joe and Kelsey, yeah. trying to, but feeling like I'm new. And it's like, yeah. you, you know, when you never did anything before, Anchor's been, it's almost like, yeah, you, no. you feel at fault for something where it just happens. It's not your fucking, you know, like, you know, that would experience. You try, if the crowd's fucking not paying attention from the beginning, you try your best. Yeah. And you take it one way or the other. Yeah. And then you just fucking, you have to go cold to it and move on. Yeah. It's like, I, had a, I had a conversation last night. Uh, there's this person who I'm, uh, who messaged me on Instagram after, right after I started my new, like, Kyle Colorado, uh, Instagram. And, she was just, she's like, I, I'm really into writing comedy and I want to do some mics. Do you have any mics? And I just like gave her the deluge of what's been going on right now during Corona. And she finally went up last night and I, it was very good. And she told me later that was because she like wrote for a year and a half. And I did not do that when I started. I actually was like, it was like a last minute. Like I saw it one month and I was like, all right, I finally saw stand up comedy in its open mic form because I'd never seen it before. And I was like, I could do that. Did you record your first time? No, not at all. <laughs> I should have. I should have. I went and it was at Brighton and when Heather was hosting and she started it and it was nine minutes. I went up for nine minutes the entire time and I definitely did not have any jokes. Like any jokes that I would be like, oh, I really worked on that. What did, did, what did you have like prepared, would you say? I don't know. I only prepared for about, you know, a month of material and... You know, up until recently, I feel like I just started to understand joke structure. So it was a, I got a couple of Snickers and it was enough to keep me going. That's really what it was. And anytime I've ever fell into a joke up until recently, I think I just fell into it by accident. So that's, that's, that's where I'm at. But it was, I was telling her because she's like, oh, there was a bunch of comedians last night, you know, kind of talking in the back. I'm like, yeah, comics make terrible audiences and if a, if an audience isn't giving you anything and it's not giving the rest of the comedians anything do not beat yourself up for when a joke goes flat it's not your fault i just was trying to impart like because she's i think she's like my age 32 so she's starting it later and i just you know i'm trying to be like it's gonna be hard for someone to to learn that lesson because that's something that you're gonna have to figure out yeah. but just try and at least give her the the like it like knowledge wise until she understands it in her heart a little bit yeah, I would say outlook wise, like that's the most logical thing to say to somebody, because if you're inexperienced and you're just starting, you don't you may not be telling it, it might be your fault. You might not have told the joke, but you don't know you don't know one way or the other. So to have that in your head, like, exactly. I'm going to pick apart. You don't know. You can pick apart a good joke all of a sudden. Yeah, because, you don't know how to. Yeah. you haven't told a joke yet in that yeah. capacity. And so you're better off just having that. What, yeah. Like exactly what you said. Like it's not, you know what I mean? Like yeah, just, don't, keep, don't. just keep telling jokes. Yeah. And yeah. it'll something. So, uh, yeah, uh, man, that is, it is quite the, 
Yeah, it's it, it's it's quite it's quite the journey going through this particular version of uh, creativity. Um, but I really I'm I'm curious because I you know I decided to change my name at the beginning of this year. I got married. I decided to take on a uh, stage name because my you know I have a name very similar to a already famous comedian Kyle Grooms. Kyle Groom. It's just it's too close. He's originally from Perth, and boy, I literally live in the next town now in Woodbridge. <laughs> it's too close of a it's too close of a you know, uh, uh, yeah, just too close in terms of the name. So I went with Kyle Colorado, and I've been, you know, taking a little bit of heat from, unsurprisingly, people who are just like, why would you do that? In a very similar way as, like, why would you put your face in a meme? People are like, why would you change your name, especially to Kyle Colorado? It sounds like a porn name, and it's like, well, there's a part of it, it's just like, who cares, right? For And also, it's like, it's starting fresh, you know? I got to do things as Kyle Groom, and I got to learn, and now I'm kind of shedding that persona a little bit. It's still me. Nothing has really changed, and I'm taking back some jokes that I did, you know, years past, and now bringing it up with my more, you know, uh, I guess, more experienced self, and being able to kind of resurrect them. But Kyle Groom had his time, and, you know, he's... He did. I appreciate where he got me, but Kyle Colorado's going to take it the rest of the way. That's 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 how I'm thinking in terms of my my name change in that. And so I'm curious with yours because you said you started out as Doug Trench, who you've brought up at Brighton and other mics, but your main character is Carl, who is very funny, by the way, uh, and also uh, just. You know, it just ha- is is so well defined. In he has a voice, which is very interesting. That you were able to kind of create someone where you can understand his point of view very quickly. So I re- I'm really curious how did you how did you form him? Where did he come from? Was he? I'm asking a lot of questions, so you can answer in any any way. But you know, where did he come from? What what was what was your mindset? Uh, you know, uh, yeah. Um. All right, I had a friend, my friend, who I was just saying, who came to Anchor's Bend when I had my meltdown. Uh, Kevin, I went to high school with him. He, um, I, we would occasionally, like, we would meet up and just, like, smoke like a weed pen. And, um, because I delivered near where he worked. But he happened to be home, which was actually closer to another one of my deliveries. And, and his wife had just had a baby. And he, it was like his first day, like, like, like after a few days of like, you know, being, being home a, being and being at the hospital and everything, he was like, oh, I'm going to like run to the bank or something. You want to just like meet up and just say what's up or whatever. And, um, he's like, he's like, I love, he's like, I love Keyport. He's like, Keyport has like, he's like, nobody gives Keyport the respect. He's like, you want to like hop in my, you know, he's like hopping to like, so I went to his car and we just like drove around and smoked a little, you know what I mean? Just yeah. like, just, just, we, a, just a good ride. I remember those days when I smoked. Yeah. And, and we, we were obsessed in high school with Dustin Hoffman's, uh, version of Willie Loman in death of a salesman. And, oh, okay. Yeah. I remember that version. Right, right, right. We just thought he was like, we didn't like catch the tragedy at all. He was just funny to us. Like, yeah, he if, was you, just, if, you, if you're getting service level, very, very entertaining character. Not really. <laughs> if you don't realize there's a sadness underneath. Yeah. And just the way he, you know, I don't know. Like Lee J. Cobb, was he better? I'm, I don't know. But like, we just thought Dustin Hoffman was funny. Just the way he talked and just whatever. So we're driving and we're going past 
we're we're going past like this like carnival or or circus in Keyport. It was like a summer festival of some sort. And we were like just talking back and forth, like in the Willie Loman voice. And for whatever reason, we just started talking as these two guys named Carl and Cal. Because we just thought it was like funny that one guy's name was Cal Carlin and the other guy's name was Carl Callen. And we're just going back and forth. And we were saying it would be funny that like we were two like 80 year old, like demented guys in wheelchairs. And we're just at like fucking Sonic or something. But everything we talk about is how we used to work at the carnival. And everything had the same. It was all like alliteration. It was all just like, remember the corn dogs? Remember Connie? Remember the cronuts? Remember the crellas? Like it was just, remember coffee? Colombian brew. Like, and we just started going back and forth. And, and Kelsey showed me what like garage, she had shown me. And that's what I started to record Doug Trench on a little bit before like Carl came about. And so I, I started to, I recorded this thing called Carl Calls Cal, which I just put like twinkly music. I don't know music, but it just does it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just talk as if like an old demented Carl was calling his best friend and leaving like this long meandering message about, do you remember when blah, blah, blah. And so I, I just, I did those things like in his voice, I made like little weird demos where I just like told stories and, and talked about things. And then I thought I was gonna fucking, I think I might've done like an open mic at like the end of September or something. And I did a little like basically myself, but then I talked about Doug Trench. And at some point, I'm at Brighton Bar with my pal Rob 80, who I had <laughs> met at Rev Lounge. He was like, I want to get back into stand-up. I stopped for a little bit. I was like, me too. He's like, there's this thing on Monday nights at this place called Brighton Bar. And I took a ride with him. And Kelsey ended up, and she might be responsible for, because I had written notes of Carl does Doug, because Carl wasn't a stand-up comedian. Got it. And it was going to be like this thing where I was like, if I start doing stand-up again and I feel comfortable and I can get good, I'll do like Carl goes up and does Doug Trench's jokes, just like I'll just change my voice one night. Yeah. And um, Kelsey wasn't going to be able to make it, but she got off of work early and she she showed up like at Brighton Bar and like Heather was running it. So I didn't yeah. go up until like 1045. So like, <laughs> she was able to get there and she sat next to me and it was like not a big crowd, but there were some people like it wasn't bad. Yeah, but I'm like a gets, nervous wreck. Especially like, at like November of like that time. It wasn't. It wasn't as notorious in that notorious sense as it is now where people do show up and stay and hang out. But yeah, so, uh, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I'm just, I'm just trying to give context for people who are, yeah. if, if, you ever, if you've ever been to the Brighton Bar, it's a punk bar in Long Branch, and uh, it's got a big U seating, so there's never people directly in the middle. So it's a very yeah. fun room to try out jokes in. Yeah, and for like how much I had done stand up in that last whatever, like November, I don't, I don't think I had done, I might have done... I think I might have done like a Rev Lounge open mic, um, like before Halloween or something. I feel like the, the flyer was like, so I might have done that, but it was like once or twice in like three months. And then I went with Rob 80 to Brighton Bar. So Rob 80 was the one who brought you to Brighton. Interesting. He's the one. Yeah. And, yeah. um, yeah, like you said, there were, there weren't many people and it was like, and it was spread out, but it might have, like, it might as well have been like a thousand people. Yeah. I was a little bit like, I thought I wasn't going to, because I didn't really prepare anything. I was going to go up. I Heather brought me up as Algernon LaRue. But when Kelsey happened to show up, I'm like, like not inclined to talk a lot when I have to perform or whatever. But mm -hmm. when I get like real nervous, it helps a little bit. Like say my sister comes to the show, I'd be like, what up? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it yeah. helps me like, and I remember I just like right before she finally came over and was like, oh, you're going to go up next or whatever. I just turned to Kelsey and I was, because I like would send her the Carl recordings and yeah. shit. 
And so I would talk to her as Carl and stuff. So she knew him well enough already. I just turned and I was like, I'm just going to do Carl. Fuck it. Like, I didn't know if I was wow. going to have the balls so by the was, time. That I, was a last minute decision. Yeah. And then, I, and, and so basically any jokes that I might've had, like, I might've had like five minutes of material just from like the scattered six months of trying. Yeah. I basically just did it as him like wow. just that voice just the voice me and you know kevin had had been doing and wow like that. wow that's so interesting so now that's that's kind of who you're known for you've i feel like even during the roast of carl you were trying to were you trying to shed that because it was like the death of carl if, if i remember correctly and please yeah there was a little bit of that where i i really i wasn't i wasn't sure like what i wanted to do as far as like, was it like a, like, I really, I don't think I really thought that it would, but I honestly thought at, at times, like, it would be the death of him in, in real life. Like, in, like, like, cause he was supposed to be a cartoon. It was supposed to be a cartoon. Yeah. Oh, it was supposed to be an the anime. Whole, the whole, yeah, the whole Carney world, it was going to be me doing Carl's voice and then whoever. Yeah. My friend, you know what I mean? Like, if I could ever get to the point where I got like an opportunity to do a thing. It, you know, it was going to be like a cartoon. It was going to be like, you know, uh, yeah, just like an animated show. Yeah. And it was going to be, wow. it was going to be like, you know, I would do Carl's voice. So I thought at some point, like, yeah, maybe like, we'll, like the roast, like it'll be kind of like, yeah, kinda, I kind of got that impression when it, like if for anyone who is unaware, if you're listening to this, who's not aware of Carl specifically, Carl, uh, had a roast of himself almost over a year ago at this point and it was a great night it was a good time but to me it seemed like it was like oh carl's dead it was almost like a eulogy and the ghost of carl was just hanging out too and that's how that's how i understood it. i don't think i ever expressed that to anybody else that's, but that's how it was kind of and that really that really was like the concept though yeah because like when i when i look at it like after the roast which was in august up until like the new year like carl wasn't as big of a presence. Yeah. I do remember you trying, you tried to, I think you even went up his mic once. Oh yeah. That's like, what a fucking all time bomb that is. I, and, and October 14th. I, oh, you remember Kel the Kelsey date. put it on uh, YouTube. Like just, I watch stuff on there. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. like, um, how she would just do it. So I could watch my performances and like work on things. And, um, it was a while. It was like months later when she was like, uh, like, oh, I got a bunch of performances I'll just throw on YouTube so you can watch. And I saw it. Like, when I went on there, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I kind of forgot about that night I went up there and just basically. It was, it was yeah, it was it was good. Nice six yeah. minutes of silence. <laughs> it was, well, because it was, I mean, we all learned who you were as Carl. And there was a lot of talk between us as other comedians. Like, is, is this Carl? Like, you know, you, there was an... Aura of mystery, especially that first year, I would say. But beloved aura, but still an aura of mystery. That which is I always thought was very interesting. And I was never and I always was like, is this planned? Is this is this all a strategy? Because he because when you started the roast and all of the press around it, the press. <laughs> press. All the branding around it, because it became a big thing. I was even inspired to make uh, a you poster made a fly, you made because a poster, because yeah. I, I i i had an idea in my head because it was so clear what was happening and in fact you have the hat on now i found a little graphic with a very similar hat and i was like i had an idea of a ghostbuster-esque photo uh poster in my mind and i just was like I, 
I have to create it because no one else is gonna. So I'll do it myself. And there was a bunch of a, a bunch of media created around it. It really brought a buzz to the whole event, which I think was very interesting, you know. And it, it's funny because you decided last minute, the first time you went to Brighton. And Rob 80 brought you that you were going because Kelsey showed up because you went on so damn late because Heather ran that <laughs> mic so very late because she would do five minutes in between. I love you, Heather Lowry. <laughs> um, it's funny that it's that what became now in the sense if this is to continue as Carl, you know, that this is this is something that you're, you know, you, you chose as a game time decision almost. So I think that's that's interesting as hell. Yeah, like, and and once it happened, it became, like, just, like, I was so saturated in it just in my own. Like, I had been with, like, the demos and stuff. Like, yeah. I probably had, you like, already. I mean, you already had it in your head from what it sounds like because you were sending, uh, and it was all personally because you wanted to entertain Kelsey. That wasn't, you weren't doing it because you're like, I'm going to put this out and it's going to be something, at least those demos. Maybe you had an idea for something else with Carl, but that was just purely to entertain and because yeah. she showed up and you already had it and it's just, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah that's it like two very important KVs in my life. I feel like I'm followed by those initials, but my friend Kevin, his last name starts with a V. Used to call him KV and like Kelsey is like, people call her KV and like, I like, I fictionalized uh, for like Algernon stories, like Algernon in his world, her name is like KV, like it's spelled like K-A-V-Y. Okay. But like KV has always been a, but absolutely, like Carl came just as, just to send to them. Just, you yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. I had started it with him and it came out of like what we were, and like, Riffing I, on. yeah, like, and I basically, you know, I tell her pretty much everything and send her everything. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah, anything yeah, yeah. We she's do, your we, sounding board, it sounds like. Yeah, so we're always like in constant. That's like, that's fun. That's fun to have as a sounding board. I've been trying to find some someone like that for myself. There's groups I found on Facebook and quarantine that's been a good sounding board. But that's great that you have someone to bounce off of. That that that's a very actually as a is if we're gonna try and you know stick with the the idea of the podcast being the creative process. So a lot of it is just going back and forth. With Kelsey, is that is that how I understand some of the stuff? Because I know she she comes and records your sets, which is great because that's you know sometimes that's difficult to do even in just audio. Uh, so does she help you with anything? Does she like give you notes? Any? Yeah, I mean, like it, with the stand up, like yes, not like physical notes, mm -hmm. but um, just like you said, like there's a lot of Carl that just comes from like just talking as him and fucking around. And her just being um, a good sport about it yeah. is like, the, you know what I'm saying? Just as far as, you know, she'll like talk back to him and she'll, which are like, you know what I mean? Like, which allows which, me to like. Which the sparks, sparks yeah, a couple like, of things. It, it like allows me just to take the natural, which like, cause Carl's like a little bit like in his own world, yeah. like his reaction to, or like how he may take something. You know, it can go either way. It can either be pretty much like pretty obvious and sincere, like emotional, or he's just fucking like just saying something that's like whatever. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, like she's, you know, she's always been there for like, you know what I mean? Like her yeah. and Carl are like friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like, outside a, of the like, relationship. Yeah, yeah. Like, like in a way. So like just that, like he has somebody who he can talk to and, and yeah, just that's, and, that's interesting, which obviously that's obviously a t making the conceit of him being a real person, but like, 
for me, it's like, it I allows mean, me to like go, you know, cause I can just talk as Carl and it's not deliberate, but if I can see her react to something or like, or she goes like, oh, what the fuck? Or she goes like, that's fucking disgusting. You know what I'm saying? A like, kind of like, what, what the fuck's wrong with you? I will then I'm say like, oh, a good okay. what the fuck has you explain things in a way that you don't expect. Like someone giving you that, like, what are you talking about? I had that with one of my jokes at Waldo Maldo's mic in in Keyport. Uh, if we're gonna <laughs> circle this back around, <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, old when, glory, yeah, old glory. Uh, oh man, I can't wait for that to come back. Um, when I did one of my jokes, and literally in the recording, you can hear it. He, I, I say, like, I th- the premise of the joke is like, oh, I don't find my now wife's body as attractive as I did when I first started dating her, which I thought was a line that people would understand for being in a long term relationship, but some people don't get that, you know. And Waldo, who is a career single person, you can hear him in the background going, "What the fuck?" And it made me explain, and it got me the line, like the next line in the joke that I didn't have beforehand. Yeah, like you found the bridge yeah. between the setup and the and the you know whatever was Which was so that line. was a real time writing session for me. I was that the com- was that the comfy That's comfy that's tits. That's the comfy tits. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, so that I think like it definitely helped me like doing Carl because like my I'm much more inclined to just like if I'm going to I guess do stand up as myself like I'll write some jokes. Yeah. And then write like, just the names of the jokes, I guess, just, like, the day of. But I'd just always be, like, going over the jokes or going over them in my head. Yeah. Which is, like, a little bit what Carl does, but, like, he, it allowed me to, like, respond to to things more. Yeah. And, and to just, and to not be, like, too rigid in, like, exactly what you said, like, you discovered from that, like, what the fuck in the back of the room. Yeah. Like taking the filter out from between me being like maybe like anal and inclined to like like i said earlier like writer's block like i have a like a like a weird like i almost i I didn't like my whole life i didn't fucking like the idea of like writing notes and writing a lot of it was like if i don't write the short story in one document then you know what i mean like and i and i ended up just with like a you know a hundred half half you know yeah half big things because in my mind it was like like going back to old things, like I never could fucking like I was too like over my own shoulder about like not just where like with Carl, because he's not my voice or my perspective, a fucking like an idea I had when, you know, I'm yeah. not even on Facebook to post and get two likes. Yeah. But like a little stupid joke I had in my head or some like corny pun that I could just use as like a transition just, you know, just to not, you know, be just screaming immediately about like whatever he talks about. Yeah. Like Carl can just where in my mind, I'm like, I'm not doing a fucking like I'm 31 years old. I'm not doing a fuck that this fucking, but Carl just does like, he'll put a hokey sing songy that it's so over the top. Yeah. That it yeah. almost sounds like it's meant to, you know what I'm saying? But then it just lets me get comfortable and then tell the, you know, the yeah, actual, and then what, what you want to get to the actual joke and stuff yeah. where I'm not very, like my temperament is not very capable. That's so like, interesting. It's so like, it's very interesting to hear that it's this that this Carl character is a way to conduit through certain jokes that you want to have because of his more brash personality compared to your more you said pacifist in that sense. Uh, so it's it it allows you it unlocks something in you that allows you to be a little bit more I guess you know free in that sense, which is very important for creativity in my mind. If you're not free and you can't even be free with yourself, 
you're like, you just said, I'm 31 years old. Am I really going to say this sentence? And Carl kind of like comes in and goes, no, we're going to remove that barrier right now because I got you in that sense. Is that, am I, am I off yeah, on that? Yeah. Carl, like, yeah, which is not my instinct. Like, weirdly enough, like, Carl is like kind of like a, like he's like miserable and cynical, but he's also absolutely not. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he would, he would say to me, his nephew, like, that's right. You, for, fucking, for, you know for, what I mean? Like, real, well, I want to explain. <laughs> in the in the folklore of Carl Callen, Mike is uh, nephew, right? Nephew, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, cuz there's a one day I feel like we got to get this on paper and like write the 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 lineage because you have Lloyd who's from Farmingdale but also sounds like he's from Canada. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah, that yeah, by yeah, the yeah, way yeah. that there's no explanation <laughs> that he's from Farmingdale, New Jersey. But he sounds like he's from Ontario, <laughs> right, right, Canada, right, right, right. which is great. So that's another Carl character, uh, Mike character. I, it's hard. I met you as Carl, so it's hard not to lean into that again. But that's it. That's so interesting. That's just interesting that that you that you allowed that through this character, it allows you to be able to be. I mean, because like some of the jokes you say are absurd, but because they're being filtered through this character, like my favorite joke that you that that you have and it posted and it just, I come back to it on occasion because it makes me laugh so much is the joke where it's just like animal abuse and betting on animal abuse. It makes me sick. It's the gambling that actually, and that <laughs> it's such a fun angle that no normal person should ever take. But Carl, this carny, yeah, 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 yeah. this carny carnival character. Yeah. And that actually, that's like, that's weird. Cause that's like that joke I guess like it definitely predates my stand up. That Correct. was in one of Carl's demos because Carl says he was like a battle rapper when he was like a teenager. He loved to like battle rap. But what I started to realize and talk to Kelsey about, like it happened just kind of like on its own. And I started to realize that like the way they say about like Donald Trump, that he says one thing and then says a total contradictory thing in like the next breath. Yeah. With no seeming pause, and it doesn't seem to be any, like, attempt to deceive you or make you. It's like it, the conviction's the same yeah. about the truth and the lie. So it's just, it, it sounds, like you said, absurd, that joke. Like, that kind of thing. So I was, like, rapping as Carl and doing, like, a very self-righteous, like, animal abuse. Yeah. And he was he was saying something like, he was doing, like, wordplay about Michael Vick. It would be like e taking one of Michael Vick's tums <laughs> to combat how belly sick it makes me. That's some sick, twisted fuck would force two of God's beautiful creatures to fight to the death. And, but like, I realized, like, I just let him talk. Yeah. And, and then he just, he just said that on, like, on the demo. He, he just, he just said. Now, uh, okay, that's very interesting. And I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I have one of the things. So is that how, I mean, that's, that's, that's the thing. These, these topics, like I said, they could be a little left field or a different angle on a classic take. Where, where do these, where do these come up with? Is it like stuff like that where you're, are you still doing that where you're just like free flowing thoughts and maybe like picking something out or are you like on the page or are you on stage? Like what's, what's the process, man? That's the, I mean, like you said earlier, like doing like the open mics now have been a little bit, it's a little different. Yeah. Like it's, it's starting to feel normal again, but yeah. it's like, it's a little bit. So like I had weird phases, like when the shutdown happened about like, well, I, for real, I can't do like stand up and stuff. So yeah. what the fuck should I, you know, cause I like, I kind of had a, so like last year when I, I think of it as like my first real year in comedy, it was always, it was, it was like, I would say like 50, 50, like as far as like, 
there were things that I started to do that were just stray. I'm trying to think of like just an example of like how like because, you know, like I'll write something like I'll write a joke or whatever, but sometimes I'll start writing it and then I'll kind of know that I know it and then I'll try it and then write it in full and then try it again, maybe. But sometimes it's the opposite. And sometimes it does just come from Carl. Like it helps sometimes to like one time at Anchor's Bend. It was like my first, me and Rob 80 went to fucking Brighton Bar. And then we went to Anchor's Bend when it was like Thursday, I think. So it was like Monday and Thursday. And my friend Joe Doobie, was there with me. And I was a little bit like, I signed up like normally I'm, I'm like, I'm expecting to go up like, you know, 39th. Yeah. But it was a weird night where I think like Ryan Barry was like the host. Yeah. Co-hosting or hosting because Jess didn't show up that night. Yeah. I fucking like, I love Ryan Barry. This fucking guy comes over with like a paper. Yeah. And goes, how would you like to go, like me and Rob 80, like how would you like to go third and fourth? I was like, whoa like yeah because you know like the crowd is always decent to start there yeah yeah but i was but like then you have enough comedians yelling into the mic <laughs> saying what they say yeah open mic comedy is one of those things where you let enough people say what they say and say enough wild shit people were like well i'm out and bounce yeah, so yeah, yeah, so yeah. sometimes later in the night or the other times it's just the the it's open mic comedy is weird man yeah and um but uh, yeah, so like I ended up going, but it like it hit me because I'm like, oh, I'm going up like relatively early. And, um, you know, I only had time for like a few Coronas. And <laughs> but I was talking to my friend at the bar as Carl just to like, I yeah, was like, get, I, like, like, I got to just start doing this because it was like, I was still like new to the whole, like, it's not my voice that I perform with. So yeah. like, so you had to warm up the the engine a little bit. Yeah, and I just said to myself, I was like, you just, like, I knew deep down it was better for, like, in other words, my it'll make my friend's ride worth it Yeah, if I go up there and do well yeah, and, be yeah, respe- yeah, yeah. and be respectable as opposed to coming, you know, watching your friend feeling like douche chili because he fucking, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, I'm- yeah, yeah, yeah. I try not to bring people, you know, because up until very recently, I didn't, I didn't, I knew I wasn't where I wanted to be. And I was just like, I'm not going to watch, I'm not going to let people watch this part of the journey. I'll tell them about it later. Yeah. Yeah. So I was talking to him at the bar and that's where I like realized like a little bit with Carl that it comes like, it's like backwards of what it would be for me probably like as far as like the process. Cause like we're going back and forth and I wasn't like telling like any jokes that I had written or I was just going like, you know, just doing like almost like vaudevillian, like snap, like going back and forth with him. Yeah. And he's like a good like deadpan like response or whatever. And I, I just said to him, I was just like something about like, you know, like Carl trying to make small talk like, oh, it's fucking, oh, it's fucking whatever date it is. Fucking Mayans, like Mayan, cal- Mayan calendar. And fucking I just said, I was just like. They had me so convinced the world was going to end the fucking couple nights before I went out and blew a guy. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to live with it that long. Right. And like, and my friend, like, cause he's like a good critic and like deadpan critic. He like, didn't like laugh, laugh, but he kind of like but, smirked and but, he was like, and he went, Oh, that's a good one. Like just kind of like, cause he was getting like a beer yeah. and like it, it, I had not like written it. And that's when I like, it helped me like realize a little bit like Carl needs to, he needs to like, yeah, at some point, yeah. And then I started to write more, I think, more like traditionally as I got more and more. Yeah. Okay. So like, you started a little bit more with just like, because you had this character pretty well defined, I would say, even from the beginning. You kind of understood that he's like this kind of scrappy, you know, like a little like, no, I wouldn't say underhanded, but like, you're like, oh man, he's got something sneaky going on at any moment right now. 
Like, I don't know, just like he always, maybe I'm wrong. And maybe this isn't, you know, I'm, I'm mis, mischaracterizing him, but it's just, he always, I don't know, he just seems like someone, or I would say he was someone who would deal with the underbelly of the world more often than most people would on their day to day life. You know, I, I wouldn't say he would be like a drug dealer, but he would de- <laughs> he would deal with people right, who right, who right. would know a drug dealer yeah, really well. Um, like he's like one or two steps removed from like, you know. Yeah, that's like that's like that's pretty much like I would say pretty like spot on as far as like that's it exactly. He's n- like he's not a um, like there's like influence from like you know like I guess like mafia type like Sopranos yeah. and, and yeah whatever. because I mean the middle name yeah, is like Corrado yeah and I, j- yeah. I literally finally after years I just started watching Sopranos and I was like I saw Corrado I was like oh that's <laughs> yeah, where yeah, it's yeah, from yeah, yeah. like that was that was my first reaction was like yo that's okay that makes sense I was wondering where Callan came from but through the yeah. story you explain that yeah and like we just like I was saying it was all like alliteration and we just thought it was funny that like corny you know like the yeah. town like and the voices were like up north voices yeah, and it's yeah, like my yeah. whole family's from up north i'm actually the only one of my siblings not born in jersey city interesting yeah like, i was born i was born in passaic and i lived in lynhurst okay so, so yeah i know i i was like i don't, I don't I, this is a very ridiculous version of what north jersey sounds like but he's not far off from what north jersey sounds like <laughs> Ex- especially like that 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 strong Italian, very you yeah, know. like there was something about that, like that, like accent of of just what it naturally like. Somebody from North Jersey, you might think they're ruder than they actually are. Yeah. It's how they talk, yeah. And yeah. when you know them, they're actually probably very like shy. It's not whereas. So like with that, it was like it was like that. It exactly. It was like there was something about the assertiveness of that yeah. persona and that whatever you want to call it that I don't have, which even if I do get like put on the spot, like I'm not, I'm never going to express myself clearly probably because of like an, like an anxiety or, mm-hmm. or just feeling like a, whereas like a Carl definitely allowed me to tap into that. Just like, you know what I would think of like the North Jersey, like the fucking everybody's talking, everybody's yeah. breaking balls. Like I'm like a nervous, like I like to, I like to like get made fun of as a kid and stuff, yeah. but I'm not like, I'm not confrontational. I never liked to like make, f- like, you know what I mean? It was never yeah. my, it was like, it was never my thing. It was more of like, I kind of just enjoyed getting like, like psychologically and mentally and emotionally destroyed. Like I enjoyed getting made fun of and getting, but it wasn't, it's not my nature yeah. to be able to like, really go back and forth and break balls in the fucking Tony Sopranos crew. Yeah. Like we're just fucking with each other. And that's what was about my temperament. And I go like with stand up, people not paying attention. There's there's no like or somebody yelling out at me. It, it's it's now like almost like this like insurmountable, like I can't like yeah. temperament wise, because I'm so because yeah. deep down I'm just like a child. I really just want to tell jokes. Like I really I just want to be here. You, and, you just want to perform for people and for people to enjoy it. And so yeah, like my thing is depending on either how much alcohol, whatever drugs I've taken, whatever yeah. like level, I'm either gonna just maybe go silent or get weird or get very like, well you you talk or like you know what I mean? If somebody yells something like and it yeah. just it's 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 not productive, it's not entertaining. Where Carl allowed me to just go like, oh somebody yells out like, oh you don't like that joke? You break my fucking balls, whatever. <laughs> like you know, and then I can just tell my next joke without like the. 
like who has an opinion? Like as yeah. in like yeah, as yeah. in that that defensive. Almost, I guess, yeah, yeah, like yeah. defensive and like a baby, like child, like very like a sore. It like, is. It's, uh, it's insecurity coming to the coming to the forefront. Absolutely, that, yeah, that's like the best word for it. Yeah, it's it's uh, stand up really does show your insecurities pretty quick, especially at open mic, and especially I would say at the Jersey Shores, like it, we're we're tough people, and uh, we will if we don't like you, we will show you that we don't like you uh, by indifference, stunning, silent, and dis- indifference. Yeah, and you have to win us over. Um, but it's yeah, it's funny because. This character that you created, I feel like, really grew a buzz in the in the comedy scene that we, you know, I feel like you're a, a mythical hero in our, you know, at least in our small little scene that we had. I mean, I think we can point to the roast and how many people showed up and were excited to be a part of it. I mean, you gave, I feel like you gave a lot of people their first really good night in comedy, or at least one in, in a while. And that includes myself. And I also want to uh, apologize for the joke that I did for Carl, you know, how I didn't like Carl. Remember, I, we've discussed apologize. this. Apologize. In, 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 in so much that I didn't, I don't think I explained myself in the joke very well, where it was my insecurity of seeing that I I was like, this is a person who's coming yeah. in and taking comedy in a way that I would have never expected. And I was just like, yo, fuck this guy, man. Like, he's, like what is he yeah. doing? You know, he's taking things in a totally different direction. So, but it really was, it, it was your, you know, Carl's just, I don't know, just. Yeah, and you know what it is? It's almost like, it's, it's, it's almost like, and that's exactly what I was like saying before is like my temperament versus like, Say you express that sincerely about me. Yeah. I'm never going to have an issue. We may be friends, but it's, I'll never, like, I'm the most, like, stubborn. Gr- I would always be this underlying, like, why would he say that? Why wouldn't he like, yeah. like, as in, but with Carl, it's anything positive or negative. Like, in other words, yeah. I can take the emotion and tap into how, like, sensitive and vain I am. Like, why would not, why would this guy not like me? Yeah. I like him. Like, well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. Carl, not only did we, were we able to, it's my all, it's my favorite of all the roast videos we did, how we do like a teaser and then like an intro song. Yeah. Yours is by far my favorite. Like I it's, watched, I, I watched say, it a hundred times. Cause one, I love the song. Like yeah, Ernie it's a good Isling, song. Yeah. And fucking like, and that's what I mean about, like, the difference between, whereas, in other words, like, a heckler, I'm going to have, a like, a meltdown. It's, yeah, it's just going to be, it's going to be shitty. Almost, yeah. And Carl is just going to go, almost like, what the fuck? Like, why would it, like, you know what I mean? And it's going to turn into, he'll, it'll never, it'll be like a never ending. It's always going to be something that. Like, in other words, you gave me a way to fucking fall back into a joke where I wouldn't really, just off the sense of that Kyle Groom doesn't think he knows like <laughs> words, just little things that yeah. call, like when he gets very sincere, his voice takes on almost like a childish and it's like little things like that of like the demos and, and things that like come about like naturally just from interactions with Carl. It always turns into something to help me, especially when I'm drunk up there trying to remember things of yeah. like dipping back into like these major, like, you know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. sometimes I get caught in between, like, you know, I'm performing as him and I'm trying to be and I can't catch like the rhythms. Yeah. It's weird little things like, oh, my friends don't think I can read. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's little fucking goofy things like that. Yeah. That I think are like so valuable. Yeah. And so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no, I, I get it. I get it where you can, where, whereas you would turn that into a negative emotion, Carl 
will show it as like a quote unquote negative emotion, but presented in such a fun and like almost novel way. Like my friends don't think like, it's just like, yeah. it's like, and you're like, <laughs> it's yeah. And it just plays into that particular character very well. That's yeah. Like in a, in a weird way, it almost shows like, like a, not necessarily like a deliberate, like a more of like an indirect, like, your like understanding of because you like what you said there and that interaction is like I think of as like a pillar of his yeah. like character like that fall guy like that really yeah. like like he's sense like he's real like he's a very sensitive that's why it was like not only like the whole thing about like a doing a roast for somebody who doesn't exist thing yeah. where people were like what are you doing you having a roast for like a yeah. character like what are you like like that. Um, and, and fucking like, oh man, I fucking blanked on what I was, what I was going to say. It's all right. Uh, (laughs) No, like about, like, but about like you write, like telling that like little thing about like whatever. Let me actually, I didn't, I don't think I explained it real quick. The joke was just like the first time I ever met Carl, I did not like him at all. Um, and it was because at this point, you know, he would, he wouldn't, what I should have said and I'm going to correct it here, is that he has only negatively impacted the comedy scene in New Jersey in so much that now when people think they're they're not getting laughs, all they have to do is put on a silly voice. And really, it's not so much, and and I still think I should rewrite it and make it better, but it's more like there is a lot of thought and... I would say a lot of like deeper meaning behind your jokes than just the silly voice, but you just, your package is a silly voice. And because there's always times where you're just like, I remember one time, and I think I brought it up to you after the mic where you were just like, you know, me and Connie, we have this running motif. And I was like, running motif from this guy, from this character. Wait, that's the root of, that's the root of Carl saying that, like way before the roast. That was the that was the root of because before the roast, Carl's thing with Kyle Groom was always he thinks I don't know words because yeah. you said something like <laughs> yeah, that. You're probably. like, that's what you said. You were like, you were like, yeah, you fucking say like motif and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I was like drunk that night, I think. <laughs> but that was that was the fucking motif. I remember that because that was like the kind of thing where as opposed to like being sensitive for the most part like i'm not like trying to make myself out to be the most sensitive like but, but yeah you could say i, I don't uh, give awareness a shit. wise you know that you are on the more sensitive side than probably some other people yeah but like it's that kind of thing where the next morning like i'm walking around the bakery and just saying to kelsey like you believe kyle room thinks i don't know the word motif i know words <laughs> like you know what i mean he's like i know i fucking look like a fucking piece of shit but like and it's that's and it just it leads to just you know carl isn't real Therefore, how can I actually, in like a real life human, like whatever, like whatever you said, yeah, that's what's good about it. I can just because of the detachment, I can, you know, just take it and and then turn it into into yeah. Like for me, it was like I took it as like a positive thing, and I appreciate. I like I I appreciated that you said that. Well, because it's it's, like you know that you showed me. That you'd notice something like, you know what I mean? Like any kind of thing, you know, like, because the whole point is like the creative process and stuff. You know, it's like when you get a sincere anything. Yeah. When you when you actually get a real compliment from someone saying, I recognize that there's this thing that maybe other people didn't notice. they listen to something a little bit deeper. Yeah. And And, And that's what I always enjoy about the Carl is that 
you're always saying things and you'll say silly things like, you know, Connie, my girl, she's a dime. She looks like Franklin Delano Roosevelt. (laughs) One of my favorites. I still say that to myself all the time. But yeah, it's just, but there's other things where you just, you take it in such, it's almost, it's almost in that sense, Steve Martin-esque. I don't want to give you too big of a head, but yeah, it's where it's just like the character might be a little dumb who doesn't think he's dumb, but the person behind it is a very smart and intelligent person. So it's just I'm I'm when I'm laughing, it's always a laughter for the character and a laughter for the performer, and it's just it's very and that's why I wanted to have you on because you not only not only have you have an interesting creative process in that sense where you're coming as a character, but it doesn't ever seem like a caricature. It seems like a real breathing person that I would meet at the carnival in Carney, <laughs> you know. In the fucking swamplands of the Meadowlands, you know. But not only that, you've also have done, you know, a little bit of producing between you and Kelsey. You know, you have you put on shows and you recently put out an an album, a little EP, which is great. And it seems like it all it's all coming from the phone stuff, right? All the all the phone recordings. And yeah, yeah, what was what was the what was your thought process like? All right, I got all these silly jokes from these open mics and it. You know, what was like, what was your like, all right, we should put this out and put it on, you know, on the internet and just people to enjoy. Um, well, yeah, like the quarantine hit and we, we've obviously they're like, you know, you have time now, like the nights aren't so much like running around. What open mic are we going to? Cause like Kelsey, right before the shutdown, she was doing like music shows. Like, you know, she had some, she had a couple of cabarets going on the, the, yeah, she like she she ran some shows at Brighton and and a couple things at like uh, Anchors, right? Anchors, Bend. which is now called Seahorse, I think. The Seahorse, yeah. Every time they post, I comment on Instagram. Is this the former Anchors Bend? They say yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> They're like, why does he keep asking? <laughs> he knows we can. <laughs> <laughs> they just block but, you. <laughs> um, but she was doing a lot too, like between the like helping. With everything, you know, that like I did with comedy, she, like you said, like was always recording things and always. So when we couldn't do like the mics anymore, we find we were like, she was just like, you know, it's like $79. Cause like we were trying to, the goal was to like do the roast as like a movie, like, yeah. like a movie line, like, you know, like a full yeah, 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 yeah. Like, hour and I a do, half. I version. do remember you telling me like you were going to cut it down. It's going to be a feature like thing. And then I saw you start posting clips. My assumption was, oh, we just want to get some things out because it's better if, you know, because now, at least from what I'm gathering in the at internet sphere right now, it's better to have these kind of like many things that just keep coming out yeah and, and so and that and that was like the thought press like in other words like i went back to what i had initially like told everybody and rambled about because like you know with like the whole carl thing like i didn't like you know as myself like sometimes like yeah. i would perform as carl but then i'd be like drunk as me carl can handle being drunk way better than i can because i the second i used to step off stage sometimes I'd just be like dizzy and like a scared child. Yeah. Like I didn't, I'm I've not, definitely, I've definitely, I've, I think I performed after you one night when you performed as yourself and you had a very emotional night and it was very, it was, it was more confessional than it was like Carl's joke. I, yeah, I, 
and I think you apologized to me. And I, I, I was just about to say I was turned into Lloyd. I apologized <laughs> I to you, but no, I remember that, and and I, the reason I apologize, yeah, I was, uh, which is fine because I think uh, yeah. it, it's fun. It was fun for me in the beginning to be like, what am I supposed to do with that? Like, how am I supposed to follow what just happened? And I got laughs in the room, and it was fine. We moved on, so it wasn't a big deal in that moment for me. It because I love, I find myself especially before I started having like what I feel is a much more solid base of material and joke writing was when things went weird, I did a lot better. I, for whatever reason, remember that time I slipped on stage? Like I kicked over the monitor and I caught it and I was just on. I remember going, this is going to be a fun set. (laughs) I immediately remember going, man, this is going to be fun because, um, uh, because I'm, you know, I, I'm in a weird position and I can totally handle it. I could totally be in a weird position and talk to people. And it just, so that was just like, I can, I could deal with this. I can deal with this weird thing and just, and just move forward with it. And it's probably going to get me out of my own head. Like, is this joke good? How am I going to perform it? That was one of those things that took me to that point where I was able to remove myself out of my own head because I was so focused on this other thing that I was like, we have to talk about this. I had to talk about falling. I just fell. I just caught the thing and now I'm st- sitting with one leg out on the edge <laughs> I had like a like I had a big meeting that worked that day so I'm in like business casual clothes so I'm just like you know so I'm just in a very odd position and I'm like I can handle this now yeah whatever weird because my own insecurities like stand up right, right. does it, it it goes away and now now I found my new thing, which was after that podcast that Don Harris did, and he said I was the number one worst comedian in New Jersey. And I don't, this is not for <laughs> me to air stuff out. It has been my source of like energy where I'm like, all right, you don't think I can do it? I can do it. And it's the only thing I need right now. It's, it's been very good. Also, again, knowing that I have like, oh, I have material that I can actually feel proud of that I'm like, hey, this works, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's always the thing, though, like finding the balance between like competitive, like as in doing a certain thing um, till it's not positive anymore. Yeah. Like it really helped. Like I would say if I have a hero of like comedy, whatever you want to call it, it would be Larry David. Like he's my hero. Like, and I know I used to read about and, and like document whatever like they have about him that he when he did stand up, he was like temperamental and he never said hello to the crowd. So when I started doing Carl, it was like, it was beneficial for me to, like, in other words, it was, you know, everybody goes up and says, hey, how's everybody doing? Like, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. But then when you're like six months in, you learn that, hey, just, I know you want to be Mr. I'm doing things different, but say hello to the crowd because you're going to be able to work through material. Yeah. Like, because they're going to like, they're going to like you a little bit more. Getting closer to, so it was like. Like you were saying about somebody saying something, you can't do it. Yeah. Like that'll spur you on until you're indulgent about it. And now yeah. you're putting yourself backwards because you're yeah. hung up on some stupid. Where yeah. it started with like, fuck that. Like I'm better than whatever they're saying. Yeah. It's like finding the balance of not going too far into. Yeah. And I, cause I have that problem where it's like you get too, like, yeah. Like detaching myself as Carl at the beginning from like that, like little inner competition of, you know how like local open mics are like, yeah. you can't help it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's in this little, like how long will the crowd stay? Who's yeah. going to fucking, and it's not necessarily always like specific, but it's sometimes you can get very like, you know, sometimes it acts like as like an anchor instead of a, like, I don't know. Fuck that shit. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I'll fucking, I'll be like, 
you feel like some kind of like insult or some kind of slight, it brings out something good. Yeah. You know, it's all about like... Yeah, you don't want to go too far. I'm just making sure that... I'm not angry about it anymore. It's just that energy of like, I'm going to do well because I need, because I just need to, I just need to show this person and show it to myself yeah, that yeah, I could yeah, do yeah. it. But like, just focus it not so much on the words, but just like that. Cause it gave me that like, like that chest beating energy, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I don't get. Cause like, you know, I'm not a very competitive person, but it gave me that like, like when I heard that, cause I heard. I was told on the Foul Housemate podcast that I was that that I was number one, and I was able to work through that. Saying Don saw me mostly in my beginning career, and has only seen me a handful of times since then, so he doesn't have the most accurate picture of me. So of course I would be not good because he saw me in the beginning of my career. Totally understand. But then I heard the analogy, which was watching him is like watching someone club baby seals to death on the beach. That cut me a little, and I was like, all right. And then immediately I was like, I was going to come in, I was going to do all new material that wasn't 100% like fleshed out. And I was like, no, I'm doing the hits tonight. I'm going doing every good joke that I did that I've done since quarantine's come back. And I'm going to show because I've, my thought process was if anyone's going to listen to that podcast, they're going to be at Brighton tonight. And I got to show those people too. Yeah. That I'm, I'm not the person that Don said. And I, and I did, I was like, let's go. And I'm like, yeah. this is not who I am, but this is that energy that gets you to go and you know people still the people who have seen me have been like that was a very good set you know and it's it's something that i just need to learn how to harness you know yeah like that thing that got you going a little bit like that little bit of like ball breaking and a little bit of like oh what the fuck like it allowed you to tap back into something that like I've caught a couple of times. I've never, I, yeah, like it, it's something that allows me to access it more frequently as opposed to before because I was so in my own head. You know, I think it just, it just unlocked a door for me that day, which I think I hope continues. It's only been a week, but I, I still think, you know, I just yeah. have to remember that feeling of just like, ooh, I'm ready. Like, you know, where it's just like, I, I can do it. Right. Yeah. 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 But that's, um, but that's like, uh, that's interesting though that like that that like what he said got like under your skin a little bit it's like it it's like it almost made you it was like the difference between like almost like it awakened something in you like you know like performing wise like you know you're diligent about and you're persistent in and that's why I always like I would talk to Kelsey about this like about like your style and 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 like your process which I obviously only know from the outside cuz yeah. I never really talked to you about it but about like really polishing something and it's like the goal is to get to that polish you know what I'm saying like and yeah. it's and it's almost like that like the insult lodged at you is like almost overseeing what is the work yeah like what is uh uh, the path towards trying to make a living off a of com, as yeah. in the being a professional, yeah, like as in, like, yeah, whatever. You've seen this material about blah blah blah, and we all break each other's balls and, yeah. and whatever. But if you didn't release it, and you get a chance, and you need to do ten minutes to make fifty dollars every yeah. fucking now, whatever it is, yeah, you're you're, you know, you're ranking at the top of a list amongst local. As in going, who has that yeah. ready to go? Yeah. If it's, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, and, there's, it's a co- like- and there's a couple of people who maybe don't show up to the Brighton too much, but I've seen who have that kind of like, you hear it, you hear new iterations of it. 
And I think, I mean, I think even, I don't think he said it himself, but someone, Tyler Langlos is really good with that or Langlois. If you, I think he's going French now, finally, that his name implies. Um, he's one of those people who just wants to try a joke. You keep trying it. You see what works. And then you just, you know, and then you try a new joke and then you do the same process over and over again until it's good. And I think Tyler, at least in our crew of like people who come to Brighton is one of the better people who show up week in and week out, you know, because he just has that, he just has that kind of polish to him where he knows what he's going to say. I mean, sometimes he's trying out new jokes. It doesn't always work, but when he's doing the jokes, he knows he does well. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, it's like uh, just a matter of like, what is the goal yeah, yeah. And, and what is the... That's a very good point. Putting the goal, you know, as because you can sometimes get caught up in the actual process. But if you have like a goal, it could be a little bit easier to be like, well, I can't just like always screw it. I mean, you could be a little indulgent in creation. And I'm, I'm assuming you've had that. And I've definitely had that where I, lo- I spent hours looking up an idea because I had an idea that Twitter uh, is now like, is kind of like Greek mythology and the celebrities are now gods and we can be David and take down Goliath with just words. And I was looking into like different Greek. I'm like, this is so deep into Greek mythology that this joke is no longer going to be funny. I remember like, just like spending hours reading about Greek mythology. I'm like, why? Why am I, why, like, why is this, is this, is, right, yeah, 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 yeah. it's like, it's a joke about cancel culture and you're like, oh, we're going to go Greek mythology on that. You know, it's just, it's, it was too yeah. indulgent. Yeah. It's like Leda and the Swan. Yeah. Get to the punchline. How do we get there? Yeah. Yeah. Is there some, you know what I mean? Like, no, nah, I like, that's tough sometimes. Like with, uh, like, I guess like that is, um, and like going back to what you said, like, like Carl, like having a silly voice. Like it allowed me, because like as a person, if I start talking about something that I say no about, mm-hmm. with whatever, say I'm I don't I'm not like well versed in Greek mythology, but say I know about it, or say I just went down like a fucking a wormhole and I fucking like learned all about it in one night. When I'm rambling to somebody here at the bakery about Greek mythology, I can't stop talking back over myself. Like I forgot to tell you. Oh, but yeah. they're just sitting there going, I don't fucking really, I'm just trying to kill time. <laughs> why, fucking, why are we talking about like, this? Like get to the, like, yeah, you get, know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And that's why there's like, there was something about like the sit, like it, it, like about finding a streamlined way to introduce a topic. Like it's, it's, it's almost like the belligerence of its expression matches how, like far afield it is from anybody. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about fucking Dorothea Dix. <laughs> but Carl just like, that fucking broad who fucking, she helped the, the sick people? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like. It is, it, it, the, the absurdity matches the absurd of the, of the actual topic itself, which is funny because sometimes you hear, well, maybe if you take an absurd topic, talk it about in a serious way, but you take it, I think, so far absurd as Carl that it's like, oh, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't this madman who's on the stage right now care about this in the in this moment? And it's it allows you to go in directions in that you wouldn't probably get away with as like a quote unquote normal comedian. I don't want to. I, I hate that idea. But like what people would say, like, oh, someone who doesn't do a weird voice, you know? Yeah. Like, what would you consider yourself just generally? Like a, like an observation. That has always been tough because I like to get into my perspective onto things. 
and observational always seemed to me just like this thing that we all observe and we all know. And I'm, and I'm more interested in what I observe and how I react to the world, you know, as just like this person living in the world. How do I, how do I react? You know, I like the, like the, my only fans joke that I have right now is like, you know, some people don't like it. Some people are indifferent to it. And just like the idea of like, you know, being like, I like it because, you know, I like to support, you know, I like to subscribe to women yeah, who are yeah, under right, five right, feet. Right, right. I like to support to small businesses, which is true. I like the idea. Like it's, it's funny, but it's also true that I like to support people who are like doing something who, you know, and it's, it's a little bit, maybe a little outside of normal society. And it's technically a small business in a sense, you know, you could technically put yourself as a freelancer and that, you know, you, you, you sell your wares on OnlyFans. I really do like supporting small businesses, but I also thought the idea of being like a five foot girl doing it, she is literally a small business. So it's, it's both true and funny in that sense where it's, I'm I like the the joke might be oh oh ha 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 it's a small girl she's a small business but no really she's actually a businesswoman and her product is just you know videos and, right, and right. photos of her body in that sense and whatever or whatever she wants to do because OnlyFans isn't just porn but it's mostly porn um so yeah so it's almost like uh like just as like from crowd to crowd it's like what is like the expectation of you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I come off, I think it's so hard. I can, I can poke and like analyze other people, but watching myself, it's really hard to get a bead for myself. And I think, think that's hard regardless who you are. I think it's just hard to understand who you are as a person and what you want, but it's just hard for me to figure out. And I think I'm just on that seven to 10 year path yeah. of figuring out my voice and what works for me. Yeah, because I'm just like I'm thinking about like this, like the the range of what you were saying before, of like how best to present a thing about Greek mythology, like something where you get like way deep into Greek mythology. It's almost like, you know, you're a white guy with glasses, yeah. observational style, like almost like the expectation might be that you're rambling about something you read. Yeah, so it's almost like. Maybe like the idea of like you would have never thought of it, but like an OnlyFans joke is actually the little like like false opening, like the, almost like yeah. the bait and switch to get into your Greek mythology joke because That's their true. expectation, like as in you go up there and they're like, I bet this white guy with glasses is going to tell us, of, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's almost like you hit them with like a clever, like you're raunchy, like you're basically saying like the thing that's been stamped with porn yeah. type like the only fans is the new like yeah cam porn yeah, fucking yeah, whatever yeah, webcam like, girls you hit yeah. them unexpected maybe with something like unexpectedly whatever whether it's and that's almost like is like the pathway into your you know like yeah. your joke that you think is like will just take too much work to like set up yeah yeah no that's a good point where it's just like you know i also like the idea it's just like I like telling the jokes that are dirty, but they're not super dirty themselves, you know, where it's like, I like, you know, I, there's another point where I'm like, oh, tits and dicks. And so it's just like, it's coming at it from a relatively curious and like, oh, like, like this is, right, you right. know, so I like the idea where it's like, it's not so much like, oh man, these girls and what they do and, and these crazy things. Like, I think the most 
in that in that joke, there's that second part that I, I usually do at the end, so I kind of cut often, and I can't wait to actually get to a point where I say it, where I'm just like, oh, I want to do different like behind the scene roles for them, and like I do cinematographer, and that gets a little like you know you know I wanted uh, like a cinematographer to get the best aspect ratio on your on your genitals, you know, and I like yeah. saying that instead of like pussy or something right, like that, right, 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 yeah, and then like you know uh, or a um, uh, a screenwriter to write the monologue for the masturbation scene. That 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 gets it, but it's just monologue for the masturbation scene. But the one where it's like, this is really dirty, but I never say a dirty word is like, I don't want to be the makeup artist because the moment liquid hits the face, all my work goes down the drain, you know? Which yeah, is yeah, right, it, which right. is we all know why there's liquid on the right, girl's right, face. Right, right. But I'm not saying I don't know. It's it's more for me more interesting to kind of yeah get to her, take that like to, to take yeah. that dirty topic, but like do it the best way where it's not yeah it's not just like oh he's just saying these things because it's shock value. It's it's right, funny right, unto right. itself without being like oh he just said dick and that's why he's getting yeah, a laugh. Yeah, yeah. I don't want I that's it took me a while to start writing jokes about more sexual topics because I just didn't want to be like oh this guy just knows only knows how to write dick jokes. Right. Right, right, right. And I think now it's more just like, oh, I can come out of it in like a more like interesting angle where it's like, okay, he likes it because, you know, he he likes that the fact that there's these women who are online making their you know making their way in the world and their small businesses because they're all under five feet, you know. And so yeah, that's why like that taking that like your angle and your approach, like it it becomes very much about like the performance like it becomes very much about something that's like tried and true and that's a different kind of like like in other words the thing that like the insult that bothered you is, is almost like it comes from the perspective of but what you're doing is like you're you're trying to you're trying to package like a performance that's that is it it's I can't think of the fucking word, but they say it about like Seinfeld. And I think you see it with a guy like Tom Papa, like yes. about like they, they like almost describe jokes as like uh, almost like equations. And like there's a logic and there's like a they find a thing where it's. Yeah. Whereas you're saying like, in other words, you're getting maybe criticized because you'll fucking instead of like maybe you're fucking you're a little off on your first joke instead of just calling the guy in the front row a cocksucker. You you go right to your next, next joke, joke, even though maybe they're not rocking with you yet. Yeah, because you're about the. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to focus the so. package of the next joke. If done right, it will get the the same or better reaction yeah. as opposed to just oh, you did three minutes in the room just to tell half of your new joke. Exactly. But I, then it's like, who I'm, did the thing that's more that's more useful? Yeah. As in, was the entertainment in the room so ex like extraordinary that you gave somebody such a gift by sacrificing your five minutes at the open mic to not doing any material? Yeah. Was it such a a, a, a fucking uh, a revelatory experience for the audience that it was worth not like hammering through some? And, and like, I mean, and crowd work is very important in our in our profession, but it is it's it's tough to do it at a mic because like. I know everything about you in that sense where I don't have to ask, like, what do you do for work? I know right. that. I can't make it. I mean, I could make a joke off of that. And it's, you know, and we do. And sometimes I'll rip on people, mostly Dweck, because it's, <laughs> he's just there. And why wouldn't you, you know? Um, and it's like, yeah, it's like you pick your times, but you're ultimately, you're you're doing that just to, you know, 
just to fucking like get a like a like a compass, like get a feel of the room and just try to get, you know, attentiveness so you can then go and work on your material. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's I do come in with a purpose. Like I'm going to do these jokes tonight and then sometimes I'll switch it around. I'll do my best because I just I, I, I you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Seinfeld, but his process is something that I've come to realize is like very similar. It's just something that I finally started to fall into during this quarantine was I was writing every day, writing even just small jokes, which has now just become my tweets. I just tweet it out all the time. And it is, yeah, it's just something I'm doing because I want these jokes to be as good as they can. So when I get on a show, I know I'm like, all right, I could do these jokes that I know that are good and maybe throw in something that's newer that I haven't had a lot of time to work on and maybe see if I can like play around a little bit because that's fun. Like we did it Monday and I had two new jokes up top and then I saved my joke that I have that have been, that's been working for the bottom because I figured if anything, I just wanted them to, I want to leave on a laugh, you know? And that's exactly what happened, where it's like, all right, I was maybe a little mean in that first one, talking about my hometown of Brick, being into the heroin epidemic. I think that was, I think I realized I came off too mean. I don't think that's in my voice. I don't think I can just be like, you know what, this place was a hellhole, and no wonder they got into I think I have to be like, hey, man, it's, they got into a heroin epidemic. Like, it's more like, I think I have to be more... Well, I think I'm at the, and this is what I'll do. I'm going to test it out at one point is I can't be mean. I have to be more like, you know, my, my hometown, it got, it got really hit by the, by the heroin ep- epidemic, but we all really should have seen it coming. The town's name brick where it's just like, it, instead of like me being mean towards them, it's like, you know, it sucks, but also this other thing we probably should have seen coming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's, it, I think that's where my voice kind of lies where I'm not. I can be mean. I just think I have to couch it in a, in a more like, uh, you know, well. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, you got to find the right balance between like detachment and. Yeah, because and, it was. And I was telling uh, another comedian, I was like, I think the problem is, is I didn't hate Brick when I was there. I hated it after I left because I realized how much it held me back personally. It's just, I mean, you, you, you're originally from Howell, correct? So you know the area relatively well. It's just, there's no. Doesn't feel like there's any culture compared to like an Asbury Park or a Newark or a Jersey City. It just feels like there's strip malls and there's Applebee's and there's Taco Bells. Yeah. And you're just like, what, what else do you need? Well, yeah, well, yeah, it's like, what else <laughs> yeah, do you need? Right, but right. then when you, when you leave the, like that small suburban area yeah. and you go to even just Asbury, you're like, oh, look, there's restaurants that isn't owned by a giant corporation. Right, right, oh right. my God. Then there's like, there's an yeah. art scene yeah. and oh my God. And so it's just like, I, I, I realized that after I was like, oh, I felt like this kind of held me back a little bit but it's hard to explain in a joke it's like i have years of resentment that yeah. took me a long time to even realize i had yeah yeah so it's it's uh yeah it's a it's a uh it's a certain it's a certain thing that that this is that this particular life that we chose to lead is that you yeah. gotta you gotta figure it out <laughs> that's a it's a good place to end you know I think, you know, we, I, I really, I really do appreciate everything that you said. It's just, it, it was, it was, you, you know, breaking it down a little bit of who Carl was and his origin story. I think it's, at least in our group of people, I think this is going to be a very interesting story. And I think personally, it's, it's one way, I think it's just one way of being creative is like, using a persona to kind of, especially starting out, you know, if you're using something else to kind of, I don't want to say deflect, but like using it as a way to, as a conduit, I think is a very interesting way. And I think that's, you know, 
I think this this episode took me in a different direction than I expected, but I really like. Thank you for having me. I yeah. really, I feel like what you said, like it, it definitely has helped me. Just like I felt good, like being able to talk about like some of those things. Yeah, that's why I want to start the podcast. I feel like the the creative process is behind a veil for people who, you know, for for people who who aren't there, they don't know what's happening. And I think I just want to pull it back and like, if anyone wants to start it. This is what it's like. Sometimes it's sometimes you just go in and you suck for two years, and then all of a sudden you start to turn a corner because you've been doing because you've been putting in the work. Or other times you come up with a really good character or a persona or something. Yeah, and you just you use that to to get your foot started. And I think it's just different ways to get it started. And I think hopefully people who are listening to this, God, if there's any, if there's two listeners, I'd be the happiest man in the world. You know, um, I would have been happy with one. Exactly. <laughs> You're right. I apologize. I should be grateful for just one. Um, yeah, like I've never tired like my entire life of just like reading about any type of writer, any type of musician, any kind of thing that you would consider writing or. You know, like you, you're using the word creativity. Yeah. Like I've always been like people who are inclined to it. It's like, yeah, it can be exactly what you're trying to build is like a good thing. Cause like, you know, we love to just listen to you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, it's nothing better than to listen to how somebody else like writes. Uh, you yeah, know what I'm writes, saying? Writes and just speak. Like, yeah. Because I think you hear about the stories of how they got there in the business, but I think the actual creation part where you can, you're allowed to do these things can get a little lost in the mix. And I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that this puts a spotlight on it. So Carl, Mike, Lloyd, Doug, I appreciate uh, your time tonight. Uh, Thank Thanks, you for Kyle. <laughs> oh, no problem, Carl. Thank you for letting me come into your what well, looks like your office because you have all your posters here, which is pretty cool. I like that. Is this where you write? Is this where the magic happens? Should have asked this in the beginning. Yeah, I put, but... a, yeah, I put some words down here. <laughs> Carl lets me. Uh, yeah, mostly I mostly yeah, basically like live like living here. Nice. This is like yeah, like uh, mostly where I cool. yeah, I keep all my my stuff i just try to yeah and i keep like you know the virgin mary and a lot of christ just because I, I love the story it's more like the story than the religion part of it but yeah the posters and stuff like nice. it's like you know it's my life i love it i love brighton i love like local con i like yeah. you know what i mean like, yeah, I, like you the do. Idea yeah, like I think that's the one thing anyone can say is that you are a big proponent of the local scene and local business for that matter being one yourself this is red rose bakery in tom's river uh yeah so i I, I think that that's the one thing that you're about is just is giving back to the the community, and I think things like the roast and Halloween and everything else. You really you want to give back as much as it I feel like it's given you, and I think that's a yeah. And I'll probably never be able to, so that's why I'll just keep you, like yeah. you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. why it's like it's a good thing that like it continues to, you know. Yeah. Uh, before we go, um, where can we find you, and where can we find the album? Uh. Uh, Facebook, it's Carl C. Callen. I'm on there. Uh, they show me how to do it. Uh, Instagram is car at Carney Commission. Um, I have a personal Instagram. It's a weird, it's I can't Hegel in these pants. If you type in, thank I you for in, finally telling me what <laughs> if it's. You, if you type in like I can't, like Emmanuel Kant, <laughs> it'll come up probably. And it's, I think it's linked to. Carney Commission. So like Carney Commission everywhere. YouTube has like a, a TRCC Carney Commission page. And the album is on, uh, it's called Ohm or O-M-E-P. It's on Spotify. If we look up Carl Callen. Carl Callen and the Carney up. Commission. Yeah, it's on a bunch of different Spotify and iTunes. In the show like notes that. that I have to learn how to write. 
this will all be linked in there, so it'll be easy to find. Yeah, yeah. So, so all those things, like, yeah, it's... I'm so, not sure how it all works yet either, but <laughs> definitely Spotify. I've, yeah, I've like, yeah, Spotify is a good one. It's even on Apple Music because I that's that's the one I have. So that's the one because I'm a lame person. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> so thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And yeah, and thank you for checking out the album and, and yeah. telling people about it. I appreciate it. No I problem. Really appreciate it.